online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound, the Wickham Wanderers Show. Good evening and welcome to the latest edition of the Wickham Wanderers Show, heading towards, I suppose, what you might call the end of March. We're, we're heading towards the run-in, aren't we, I think. Is this, is this when the run-in starts, or is it a bit early for the run-in? For the international break. Oh, OK. That's, that's when I would say it's, it's you know, or, or the final battle, or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. <laughs> it does feel like we're sort of heading towards the end, though, doesn't it? The end of the, yeah, well, the yes. final furlongs. In a, in a slightly apocalyptic type <laughs> way, you know. <laughs> I didn't mean that, but, but yes, I see what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. yeah you know, all, all of those films, you know, they always, they normally have a happy ending, so you never know. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm still hopeful. Perhaps there's going to be a second season, like you know those those um, American dramas where you think they they, they wrap up everything in the, the final f- in the end of the first series, but then they leave it a bit more open, so there could be another season. Championship two. <laughs> uh, coming up on the show this week, we'll be looking back on a win, a win, a win. Do you yes. remember? There's yeah, a win on Saturday against Preston. It seems a long time ago now, doesn't it? That we well, and that's the trouble. It, 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 you know, it was a bit disappointing about last night because it would have been nice to have come on um, doing another show where they'd had a double win. Momentum. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we'll, still, we'll still focus on the win from Saturday over Preston North End. Yes, uh, we'll be getting Gareth Ainsworth's thoughts on both games. We'll hear from Alicia Povey as well, uh, from Wickham Wanderers Ladies, who's been working with uh, the media team, don't know why that's funny, uh, and uh, chatting to Jason McCarthy as well. A uh, very special guest uh, on the way as well in our series of former players, a member of the 1957 Amateur Cup final team, uh, Dennis Sirrett, will be uh, sharing his memories with us. And is there something else? I don't know. I think um, that's it, isn't it? No, I think that's about <laughs> it. Um, you know, it felt like there was something else, but um, I don't think there is. And is there famous for other th- for things other than football as well? Absolutely, I, yeah. I think the first person we've spoken to who, who can say that. Absolutely, there's, there's there's so many great stories connected to him. Um, he who was born in Beaconsfield, as you'll hear. His parents ran a butcher's in Knapp Hill. His brother played rugby for England, and oh, uh, yeah, wow. he's, he's a, a, a very <laughs> high standard artist as well. I'm very much looking forward to hearing the the interview. Yeah, that's on the way very soon. Plus, we'll give you a bit of a taste of what's to come in the coming weeks as well, because we've got an international break next week, but got something very special lined up, and uh, some very top guests in, in, in lined up for the run-in. <laughs> but the, the run-in is after the international break, so that'll be fun. Yes. Or well, the final battle, is if you want to call it. <laughs> Ahead of the, the, the second season, if we get recommissioned. No, the uh, show yes, will be. We'll, we'll definitely be we'll be back next season. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. Whether the team will be or not, we're not sure yet. Uh, but uh, a fantastic result against Preston, and, and as we'll hear, um, and, and as you'll, I'm sure, testify, having having watched the game, a real, uh, a fantastic sort of return, if you like, to, to the Wickham of old. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was it was a great performance um, against a poor Preston team, and I'm not saying that to, to belittle our achievement at all. I'm really saying, actually, in that we played really, really well. So often this season, I think we've seen us play to the level of our opponents, if you know what I mean. So actually, when we played a, a, a good team, we definitely raised our game. But similarly, where we played the, the Sheffield Wednesdays and the Birmingham's, we don't seem to have performed very well. I felt on Saturday, actually, it was it was completely the opposite. You know, we played really well. Um, Preston were pretty bad um, and and completely deserved to, to be beaten. Um, you really wouldn't have wanted to have been one of the Preston players on the way back um, to, to Preston, um, given the look on Alex Neal face at the end of the game um, uh, you know the, the fact that they've now been to Wickham twice this year and lost both times uh, and, and played pretty poorly both times as well uh, yeah I, I don't think that he would be particularly impressed uh, and I did notice as well that they lost last night and he got sent off so I, I don't think his mood was particularly improved either 
What we want is more of those teams, don't we? We want more teams to have bad <laughs> off days and, and yeah. we can to play really well. Yeah, I, you know, I know it's a, a big cliche, but I, I was thinking uh, during the Preston game, can we play you every week? Because clearly, yes, you know, we, we seem to have found a way to play against Preston North End. And, you know, and arguably we should have won the game at Deepdale as well, um, in that you know, we, we basically gifted them two goals. Obviously, we drew two all. Um, you know, we've scored seven goals against Preston this season. Um, so there's, there's clearly something about them that, that we like. And as you say, faced them in the FA Cup as well, and that could have been potentially the start of a of a fantastic oh, run. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I I think we will always look back on you know, particularly if things don't go our way um, in the in the running, uh, we will always look back on that um, sort of result against Preston North End, the four one, with then the games to come against Birmingham and QPR, Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, you know, as there was such belief after that, a real feeling that actually, you know, right, okay, we're going into the second half of the season now we've got these winnable games we're going to actually haul ourselves off the bottom of the table you know somewhere towards safety um and just it, it will be a huge springboard uh for the rest of the season and then of course the the covid outbreak happened the qpr game got postponed you know what less than 24 hours before it was due to take place um the sheffield wednesday game to be fair to, to us that then had already been postponed because of a COVID outbreak for them. Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I know you can't look back too much and, and sort of say, well, I think that was where things started to unravel, but definitely it was a very, very unfortunate series of events for us, given the performance that we put in against Preston in the FA Cup. And Gareth spoke to the media after the Preston game on Saturday. I asked for it um, and they delivered, you know, I really did yesterday in training. We had a poor day in training, but it taught, it taught me a lot of things. And uh, I was pleased that the, the team I put out, and, and the subs to be fair, they were so noisy on the, on the sideline. It was just a working performance, a real up and out and pressed them hard. The line was brilliant and, um, and I thought we deserved the win. Setting the tone is always important in games. You certainly did that, didn't you, from the off? Yeah, and, and that was one of the messages, you know, I think we've got to... We've got to go for it. You know, we, uh, we're still confident we can survive in this league. There's a lot of teams that have been above and below that line and above and below. We've never been above it yet. That's our, that's our target. And if we make that, that target in the last game of the season, that's success for us, you know. There's a lot of teams will be more worried than we are. We can handle where we are. It's going to be a tight league coming to the end of the season. And uh, we've got two big games now before the international break. I want to win them both, and I believe we can. Set pieces are so important, especially when you're down there. And Ryan Tafazzoli getting on the end of that. Jacobson corner must have given you a great thrill especially after he'd had two chances before that yeah uh, people will look at the result and go oh, Wickham corner 1-0 scruffy um, that's what they do I'm hoping there'll be a bit more shown on the TV of uh, the, the clever play and, and the superb football we played in that first half you know I, I think young, young boy Anis Mamete again has shown you know Daryl Horgan against his old club and Gareth McCleary you've got the names here that, that really can win games but at the back we were so solid you know the boys have been fantastic for me um, their work rate is nothing short of, of everything which is which is what I require now from, from now to the end of the season 10 games to go see how many we can win and that belief is genuine isn't it it's not just words absolutely absolutely we've been in worse situations than this and any team below us would swap positions with us right now that's something that really stands out. I don't mean the wind. I mean Gareth's <laughs> comments. That, that does stand out. That, that, you know, that I think we, we are getting towards Corby <laughs> Woodrow. Uh, no, no, we won't, we won't talk about that. <laughs> but but it, it really stands out that, um, you know, we've been in worse positions than this and, and literally every team below us would want to be in this position. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, and, you know, uh, I think in some ways 
it was a bit of a silly question to ask, you know, do you really mean that? Because, you know, I, I, I think it would have been quite alarming if Gareth had turned around and said, oh, yeah, it's just the words, you know, <laughs> we've had it. Um, but at the same time, we all know that actually Gareth does 100% mean it. He does still completely believe that we will be in the championship next season. Um, you know, and he was even then asked, as you will hear in in uh, a little while on the show um, last night, you know, well, you know, is that it now, Gareth? And he was, no, no, it's definitely not it. You know, uh, and and it won't be it until actually mathematically we are relegated, and I think you know that that's again that's why he's brilliant because he, yeah he doesn't he doesn't you know he doesn't give up until actually he knows that it's over. No positivity doesn't seem to quite cover it. If there's if there's something better than positivity, I think that's that's what Gareth. Yeah. Is, is. Well, and I think you know I think it probably goes all the way back to Torquay because of course you know that day you know can you imagine going down on the coach to Torquay knowing that you had to win and still were relying on other teams uh, and you know and it must have been you know a, a, a tense old coach trip down there um and the fact that actually you know it came off um yeah you can understand why gareth believes in miracles you think of what happened last season again you know absolutely unbelievable um you think of what happened the season after Torquay, where we got to the playoff finals so it, it's no wonder really that actually gareth is you know he, he's a realist he he will just wait until actually mathematically you know it's proven that yes we can't stay up and then i think you know straight away we'll we'll get the right you know proud of the boys looking forward to next season you know we're, we're going to push on and and try and bounce straight back up Nobody wants a tense old coach trip. No, they, no, they really don't. No, just, <laughs> they're just not the best the players. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that must have been a, a tense old coach trip as well. Um, Wickham Wanderers ladies, Alicia Povey, uh, has been on the show before talking about her media work. Uh, she was uh, chatting to Jason McCarthy after the Preston game. Uh, we've been speaking to her as well to get her thoughts on that performance and also last night's game against Barnsley, which she was also at. Yeah, so obviously now I've been with the club since sort of January time, so... I have seen the ups and downs of Wickham and I think every every Wickham fan has. And obviously the first game I actually went to was the FA Cup game against Preston. So the 4-1 victory. So I did kind of go into Saturday thinking we can win this. Obviously the Preston side was quite changed uh, from the FA Cup game. But yeah, really good performance. Obviously Tafazoli, the first kind of 10 minutes, three headers pretty much he had and obviously scored the third one, which was great. But you kind of felt in the, in that first like twenty minutes, you felt, yeah, we can win this. We're really up for it. And obviously, yeah, getting the goal early was great. And I don't know. I'm I've, I'm never comfortable. Like even if we're leading, I'm always extremely stressed. I think everyone's the same because you care so much and you just want those points. So yeah, second half, obviously Preston came out and really came at us. Obviously, I was talking to Jason afterwards, and we we're talking about the kind of spirit of the team. And how like resilient they were against the Preston side when they came out in the second half because they had opportunities and Wickham really absorbed the pressure, which yeah, and they deserved those three points. Not not too high though. I mean, um, you know, we're still in that position in the league and we want to try and catch Chef Wednesday, that's the immediate target. So yeah, great feeling, good to get the clean sheet as well, like I said, but um just now looking forward to Wednesday so it's a quick turnaround because the schedule is so intense so looking to them yeah and uh, Preston really pushed that equaliser in the second half but you guys stood firm what does that say sort of about the work ethic and belief in your side yeah like it's great like I said um, it's about the culture and uh, they did test us at a lot of points in the second half but I thought we stood firm and uh, when they were chucking the ball in the box I was really confident that we were going to see it out and 
fortunately we did and uh, yeah so looking forward to Barnsley on Wednesday aside you've got some good results recently yeah um, what will be the message sort of going into that game I think um, we got to play with the same intensity that we've played in um, today and even I would say the game against QPR we have to play with that level of intensity and just take the confidence from the win today um, into that um, momentum is a really powerful thing and we'll be looking to gather that now going into the running yeah it was great and obviously then coming into um, yesterday night's game was a we were optimistic obviously it didn't it didn't end how we wanted it to end but yeah that Preston game I think it just shows what Wickham can do really and I think I said this last time I was on but some of the results we've been getting it doesn't really reflect how well we've played and I think I mean Gareth says this quite a lot but yeah, there's there's some real like whatever league we end up in next season, there's loads of positives. And yeah, like the pressing game last Saturday was definitely a good showing and an enjoyable one to be at because we won. <laughs> and it really feels like as well, so many attacking players are putting in good performances, the likes of Ichi, Admiral, Anis and Daryl Horgan as well. Oh my goodness, yeah. I don't I don't envy Gareth having to make those decisions. And any of those players could start every week. Obviously, yeah, Uche is fantastic he came back from injury at a similar time to when I came in and I just remember seeing him and thinking oh my goodness like what a machine he just he is so strong he wins the ball in the air pretty much every single ball he's up for flicking it on Daryl yeah I he I can't remember which game it was but he just had his had his defender absolutely on toast was just outrunning him and obviously, like Gareth McCleary, well, yesterday he just looked so fast down the right hand, like right hand side. And yeah, it's just I'm surprised we haven't scored more goals this season. And yeah, like I think going into the next few games, it'll be interesting to see if we can increase our goal tally. Because I mean, yeah, like Uche, Anis, they all look like like on scoring form. Especially Anis, um, he's had some really good games. Like Stoke, he was incredible and like a really standout player. So. I think he deserves he deserves to get on the score sheet. So it'll be interesting to see um, if he can in the next few games. But yeah, some yeah attacking players too many to uh, choose from really. And as you say, you spoke to Jason McCarthy after the game, and it really came across uh, in your chat with him how you know the character of the team is still strong and the, the attitude still really positive. Yeah, and I think yeah, I, I spoke to Gareth before must have been the Preston game, and he was saying how how sort of up for it the boys are there's no like oh yeah we're at the bottom of the league we're just going to step off it now they're still really up for it they're going to go out there and give a good account of themselves I think the group at Wickham I don't think I've ever seen a team so sort of together and they pick each other up like it is hard I, I, just, I can't even imagine it to go out every week and to have people sort of saying oh it's just little Wickham at the, bo- at the bottom of the league and there's that sort of yeah like arrogance I think from some teams and and like obviously opposition fans who if we beat someone it's it's like a big thing like they will they'll sort of start slagging off their manager and their players and things because we can beat them but that's not I don't see it that way at all because we've got a great team and yeah they go out every single week and fight and fight and like yeah the Preston game the Reading game when we went down to 10 men and we were one nil up that was I mean it was quite a nervy (laughs) nervy last 20 minutes but yeah they just they just don't stop and yeah I think it just shows what Wickham's like like they'll they'll fight and I think yeah we'll see it for the rest of the season and beyond 
and something which really stood out in the manager's post Preston comments as well. He said he said to reporters that you know we've been in much, much worse situations than this, and, and every team below us would want to be in our our position. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, Wickham's had definitely had its ups and downs as a club, and yeah, like even this season, obviously. There was that Brentford game I went to two all at half time and then ended seven two. Like that's that is a that's a big thing to sort of pick yourself up from. And yeah, I think there have been teams in worse positions than us. And I think, yeah, it's credit to the team and to Gareth that he's sort of created this positive environment where and like some people some people are negative about it and will say that Gareth is being too positive potentially. But that's just what it's like. I think like Wickham's never gonna be a sort of negative club especially under gareth and i think that's sort of what makes it special it really makes it positive although doesn't it for the as you say the final games of the season and and what's to play for really yeah there's everything to play for and i think whatever happens who we've got in the squad they're going to want to show what they can do and like who we've got signed on for next season is a really really good side and there'll be a lot of people looking at that with sign and thinking blimey that's there's a there's a good group of players there So, yeah, I think we're going to go out and um, I say we, obviously the team. I'll just be sort of sat there watching. (laughs) You might (laughs) get called upon. Show show you what we can do. Um, Obviously, yeah, we've got some big games like, um, yeah, Coventry on on Saturday. Obviously, we haven't haven't got a great record against them, but... um, This could be the one. You never know. I was saying saying to some of the other guys in the office, like, I've got... I've got a good feeling, so fingers crossed. Yeah, some winnable games, obviously some tough ones like, yeah, Luton and Middlesbrough. But I think, yeah, there's there's everything to play for and nothing to lose, really. So I think the next few games are going to be, we're going to show what is special about Wickham, really. This positivity stuff definitely catching, isn't it? Uh, we'll hear more from Alicia later on in the show, talking about uh, Wickham Wanderers ladies and the rest of their season. Uh, and we'll talk about it more before the end of the programme as well. But it was interesting, she said she's got a good feeling against Coventry. Have you got a good feeling against Coventry? No, because I've seen too many Wickham <laughs> against Coventry games. And Coventry's one of those grounds I've been to so many times. I appreciate they're not at the Rico at the minute. And I know that they are going back there. And that's a really good bit of news. Um, but... But yeah, uh, uh, no, I never have a good feeling when we play Coventry because I've seen this too many times. You know, the the heartbreak of the um, EFL Papa John's leasing, whatever it was called when we were playing in it, um, trophy where we, we went up there uh, and, you know, had a semi-final and lost. You don't want to be sent to Coventry. Uh, no, well, exactly. Um, so, uh, and, and various other trips up there as well. Um, one just before Christmas as well, I remember, which I think was on a Friday night when it was really cold and we lost. Oh, so, Trying try so, to think about it. Yeah, no, exactly. I, you know, I really hope. I really hope the fact that actually it's at St Andrews, which is a ground that we've already won at. I hope that's going to be the the lucky charm. That could be our omen. Uh, still to come, we'll hear from manager Gareth Ainsworth as well, uh, talking post Barnsley and pre Coventry. Uh, we'll hear from legendary goalkeeper Dennis Sirrett next here at Wickham Sound. This is Wickham Sound. Still to come on this week's Wickham Wanderers show, we'll be hearing from Daryl Horgan, who this week has not only had some uh, good news in terms of an international call-up, but has also revealed uh, his shirt number and the reasons behind it. They're quite basic reasons, but reasons nevertheless. Uh, But first, on this show, we're very grateful to uh, JDT and Alan Hutchison at the Ex-Player Association for uh, the the provision, if that's the right word, of um, uh, some fantastic uh, former players of all different sorts of generations. And uh, brilliant to catch up with Dennis Sirrett this week, who played in goal, you may know this already, in the 1957 Amateur Cup final, uh, spent around 10 seasons at the club and has some fantastic tales to tell, not only about his football, but also about his art, which is something which he, uh, he discovered after uh, his time at the club as well. 
I uh, was born in Beaconsfield, so I'm very local. And, uh, of course, Wickham Wanderers are always, uh, as a child, you know, is my uh, my club. And, uh, you know, I used to sort of always feel that uh, that was uh, the place to go. And, uh, you know, I didn't dream I was ever going to end up playing there. And uh, I used to play in the field behind my house with um, Mikrat, who was centre forward at Wickham, a Polish guy. This is soon after the war, really, isn't it? You know, it's, uh, we're talking about the late 40s. Anyway, cut a long story short, as 16-year-old and 17-year-old, I was on uh, Charlton Athletics books as an amateur. Then I went to Maidenhead and played there, and then from there I, uh, I switched over and thought I'd have a go at... Uh, playing for Wickham in 1952 and uh, that's where it all started. And I bet you could never imagine you'd have been there for so long either. No, you know, it's uh, quite quite remarkable really. I mean, uh, it's uh, obviously there are some wonderful highlights. You know, in those days we used to play with a, a leather football, you know, with leather lace on the... Uh, on it, you know, and of course, uh, in goal, you could uh, very often go punching a thing and, you know, you get your knuckles taken off with a strap <laughs> and the laces. So, uh, you know, I always felt sorry for the guys heading the ball out on the uh, out on the pitch. It was terrible, particularly when you get a heavy, rainy day, you know, and it's like kicking a, well, a lump of lead, really. I was trying to think of a, a better description. So uh, anyway, uh, that was my sort of start in uh, with the Wanderers, and then of course we rolled on and uh, went to uh, Highbury in 1957. The semi-final that was the semi-final at uh, Highbury against Corinthian Casuals, and I don't know whether Len uh, spoke to you about that, but it was a most remarkable game, really. It's uh, you know it was one of the most uh, amazing uh, games because uh, I I was uh, playing there and uh, Jackie Label McKay, the uh, casual centre forward took me into the net right into the roof of the net and I hit the ground and uh, dislocated my shoulder and that was in the first few minutes so that wasn't a very good start to the game the pitch was rolled down like a like a tarmac road it was so hard if you went down, you know, you you really got uh, got injured on it. And uh, Frank uh, Smith, the left winger, later on, I I had to play on, of course, because we, you know, didn't have substitute uh, in those days. And uh, then Frank Smith went down, dislocated his shoulder, and he had to go off. And uh, and uh, Frank Wesley, captain and fullback, he injured his knee so we were right load of crocs and uh you know we ended up with nine fit men and we ended ended up by uh winning 4-2 and uh going to wembley which is absolutely remarkable and what are your memories of the final itself the final is uh you know we we really uh, i suppose we we spent all our energy in the semi-final because we never really got into it and uh, of course Bishop Auckland was so so good and uh, used to playing there uh, they've been in several finals you know so we we were sort of struggling a bit but 
it was uh, very exciting. You know, I mean, uh, ninety odd thousand uh, packed house, wonderful. Coming up the tunnel was uh, incredible. You come out in, you know, through the opening and onto the pitch, and the roar was uh, something to behold. It was uh, amazing, but uh, wonderful memories. Anyway, um, from there, up in 1958, I had a wonderful experience because I was um, selected to go with the uh, England FA team to Nigeria and Ghana in celebrating the um, independence of Nigeria. We were out there for a month, and there were seven professionals with us and nine, nine amateurs. We played two internationals, Nigeria and Ghana, and uh, we beat Nigeria 6-1 and Ghana 7-0. But that was an absolutely wonderful uh, trip. We played various district games and, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to uh, have a game out there and uh, and that was something else because I, I played in uh, Kano against uh, northern Nigeria and... Uh, we came out in the second half. We were one all at the time. Suddenly, we had a tropical storm. And, uh, uh, you know, the rain came down. You know, it was amazing. It was hitting the ground, and uh, from the goal, he couldn't see anybody below the waist. The rain was so intense, and they had to abandon the match. So we ended up one all, but uh, it was a wonderful experience. From then on, I was, uh, it was the following year, I was reserved for England, went with the England team to play France uh, in Bayonne, near Biarritz. And, uh, you know, that, that was a wonderful thing, a uh, wonderful thing to do. And uh, it was a very interesting story there because we flew out of Blackbush Airport and when we arrived and got out of the coach, my uh, brother was uh, a rugby player, you know, he was an England international. And uh, across the tarmac, there was Ron with the rugby crowd, and there were Middlesex were going out to Toulouse. So uh, we met up and uh, shook hands, and, uh, you know, it was rather a marvellous moment. Anyway, that game, we lost 1-0 to France, which uh, is a shame, but it was a wonderful experience. It does sound like a fantastic opportunity, as you say, to represent your country and to, and to play at Wembley for Wickham as well. What, what would you say sort of kept you at the club for such a long period? The group of lads were absolutely brilliant. You know, we we had a wonderful camaraderie. The the chaps, you know, we really uh, got on very very well, and uh, you know, it was wonderful, wonderful social side to it. And uh, of course, our uh, Sig Cam was a brilliant coach. And, uh, yeah, the, the club was, you know, lovely, lovely to play for. Great memories. And you used to have such huge crowds as well, even in the, well, the Amateur yeah. Cup as well, against Ilford, you had 15,500 at Lokes Park. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, I mean, the reserve team used to get about six or 8,000, you, know, so, well, you know, it was amazing. Yeah, they, you know, the crowds... Because that, that gave you a lift, you know, I feel sorry for the uh, 
you know, the teams now when they haven't got the crowds there because it, it does make an awful lot of difference when you're playing. But, uh, you know, it's, it's sad, isn't it? We're going through a bad time at the moment. Of course. And you mentioned as well with, with in your particular position about how, you know, the ball has changed, but, but being a goalkeeper has changed a lot over the years as well. Well, yeah, that's right. You, you know, suddenly you've got lighter boots and, you know, the ball is uh, easier to handle. And uh, I can never make out in latter days or, you know, after I'd finished, uh, all the goalkeepers seem to wear gloves these days, even on a dry ball. And uh, one thing that uh, I used to look forward to was a nice dry day, so I had a dry ball. I didn't like gloves very much, but, uh, you know, there we are. I like to feel the ball. But, uh, so I don't know, if, you know how it is that they can uh, cope with all these gloves on dry dry balls these days, but, uh, you know, it must be something about it, mustn't there? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And what, what happened to you after, after your time at, at Wickham? Well, I... I went off to uh, Oxford and had a couple of uh, seasons in uh, for Oxford City just just I felt I needed a a change and then I came back you know when Don Welsh had uh, taken over and had a couple more seasons and uh, but it wasn't the same you know my my mates play you know I used to play with they, they weren't there well Len was there of course but uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't the same, not the same atmosphere. So I, I thought, well, there we go. You know, it's time to uh, hang up my boots. And uh, I was, oh, I suppose, about 32 then. Oh, yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> it must have been such a great feeling as well to have played for your, your local club. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. You know, I mean, we're very local. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's very, very, very exciting, yeah. And very proud to have been a member of the uh, the group, the team. It was fantastic. Actually, uh, you know, you were talking about uh, the art thing. Well, when I packed up football, you know, I sort of started looking around for something else to occupy me. And, uh, you know, apart from work, obviously. You know, I thought well, the other thing I could do was do, you know, I was quite good at drawing and uh, hadn't really painted. So I joined the... Uh, local art group and uh from there i took off you know i, I sort of within a, a year or two i was uh, you know getting on very well with painting and i was hanging in the royal academy and uh you know so i thought well there's a future in this because i was in the family butcher's business that time you know in nap hill so uh Anyway, I, I decided when Mum and Dad wanted to retire from the butchers that uh, art was my uh, forte. You know, I wasn't, didn't want to sort of take over the butcher's shop, so I um, I bought the uh, art shop in High Wycombe as a backup. You know, so uh, from there I, I just went on and became a full-time professional and uh, kept the shop going. My sons looked after it for me and travelled the world, exhibited in London, and, uh, you know, I'm still an artist, and uh, still having a wonderful time. And you've received great awards and recognition for your art. Has it sort of surprised you, in a way, as to how, how that took off? Yeah, I suppose so. You know, I was pretty ambitious, because it was an escape route from being a butcher, I guess. You know, it was, uh, I worked hard at it. I had a lot of rewards from it, I must say. It was, uh, you know, I'm a, a member of the uh, 
Royal Society of British Artists, uh, Royal Society of Marine Artists, and uh, I became president of the Royal Oil Institute in London. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a wonderful time. You must be so proud of what, what you've achieved, you know, sort of on the canvas as well as on the, on the football pitch, if you like. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I suppose so, you know, I've, you know, really, uh, I've had a wonderful, wonderful life doing things that I really uh, wanted to do, you know, it's uh, marvellous to have achieved something, you know, things that you like doing, I suppose. And you mentioned the travelling as well, that's a really nice thing yeah, to have been able to well, do too. you know, having travelled with the... Uh, with football on tours etc you know that was something i really enjoyed doing and uh, you know and then i the galleries in london you know were sending me out uh, all over the place you know to get exhibitions together in london and uh, you know i've been everywhere new york you know middle east and uh, uh, hong kong india you name it and uh, putting on exhibitions in london so it's very very rewarding and it must be such a, 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 a such a relaxing almost way of filling your time as well, especially in the, in the last twelve months. Well, yes, that's right. Yeah, you know, obviously uh, it's been a bit difficult with the lockdown because my studio isn't actually at home, so uh, I've not been able to do as much as I would like to do. But uh, there we are; it will all come back. No, absolutely. I think there is a real sense, isn't there, of, of recovery, if you like, and it won't be too long now till till things can start getting back. Yeah. That's right, yeah. So, uh, you know, I just have to uh, liven up my brushes and uh, get back down there. I was having to tell you a, a little um, memory of uh, playing, actually. I played, it was a, a county match, actually. I think it was uh, at Oxford at the time. But we, we played in this game, which was absolutely terrible blizzard blowing, snow, you know, almost horizontal, and it was really cold and uh, I remember the, the sticking in my memory now the uh, centre forward uh, of the opposing team you know a ball came across and he caught it on the volley beautifully and I didn't have time to get my hands up or anything and it hit me in the air and went over the bar for a corner <laughs> and uh, it's one of the best saves I've ever made <laughs> and uh, anyway I haven't got dementia but I have got a cauliflower ear <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice in a way to have that sort of souvenir yeah <laughs> yeah it brings back memories when I look at it <laughs> it must be great for you to see the, the team in the championship now admittedly struggling slightly but, but fantastic to have made that progress yes well yes that's right yes absolutely phenomenal yeah, but, uh, you know, keep our fingers crossed and hope they keep uh, keep up there in the uh, in the league. And it, it, you must realise and, and notice that it's been such a you know speaking to other former players as well, such a, a family orientated club, and, and there's something yeah. so special about it that you know, with, especially with the ex players association, keeping different generations in touch. Yeah, that's right. I think that's a, a wonderful thing. You know, go down there and still meet uh, meet your old mates. You know, there aren't many of uh, our mates left now. Actually, not uh, not the Wembley team. I think there's only three of us about. <laughs> you know, there there we go. It's, uh, that's what happens, isn't it? No, absolutely. But it, as you say, it's so nice to have those memories to kind of look back on and reflect on, on what you achieved and, and the stories, as you say. Yes, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been something else. You know, I've been uh, been very lucky with my. Uh, sporting and art career 
Well, a privilege to uh, to speak to Dennis and, and hear about his his stories and, and how obviously how football's changed, but also that he found found art as well. Yeah, absolutely lovely. Really, really interesting interview. Uh, yeah, sounds absolutely uh, a lovely man. Um, I was very impressed with your positivity there at the end as well, uh, <laughs> saying about uh, Wickham Wanderers in the Championship this season. Um, and you know, it, it, it's 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 not going uh, you know sl- slightly slightly <laughs> to plan. I think it's going down playing it a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I thought that was very good. There's a lovely bit as well, which didn't quite make the. the it was just wasn't actually in the recording, but he actually said oh, no. he said this. This has mostly been all about me, and I just thought. <laughs> Well, yes, exactly. That's the whole point. That will be in the limited edition, um, <laughs> extended version. Yeah, we'll yeah, you, you can have that. Yeah. Dennis Sirrett, the extended mix. <laughs> no, it's fantastic to speak to him, and I've been so lucky with uh, with the, the former players that we have spoken to. Of course, We've done really, really well. And, uh, you know, thank you very much to the, the Ex-Players Association, because they have been very kind to us. Um, and they, I, I know you've got some exciting names uh, in the pipeline. Yes, well, next week, um, as you may slash may not be aware, um, it's an international break, so uh, we've got something a bit planned, a bit special planned. Uh, we'll be speaking to uh, long-term uh, physio at the club, uh, Dave Jones. Uh, David Jones will be, uh, oh, will be joining us yep. next week. That's good. Get some, some injury news. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not on current players, obviously, but uh, <laughs> uh, fantastic to hear the, the role that he's played. Uh, also, before the end of the season, in the coming uh, coming weeks, um, very looking much looking forward to uh, uh, speaking to the previous manager before the current one. Oh, that'll be very good. I'd f- be interesting to hear his thoughts on the current manager uh, and what, you know what what was he like in the dressing room as a player? Yes, absolutely, hugely positive, I imagine. Uh, yeah, I would have thought so. Uh, Gary Waddock, who also guided the club to promotion as well, and uh, current assistant manager at uh, Cambridge. He'll be catching up with him before the end of the season. And uh, a few more in the, in the pipeline as well, including some, some very exciting names who we're very much looking forward to speaking to, but uh, perhaps might, might not divulge those in case it doesn't come off. But, um, but, but no, it should be um, some fantastic weeks to come in the coming weeks. That's, that's oh, it sounds, you know, it sounds very exciting. You do wonder when, when the players were coming back in, sort of like after, after they played. You know, was Gareth sitting there saying, proud of you lads, proud of you lads, and Gary Waddock had to say, no, look, I'm the manager. <laughs> we'll we'll definitely that for when you're the manager. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely ask him on the Wickham Wanderers show here at Wickham Sound. This is Wickham Sound. Final part of the Wickham Wanderers show coming up in a few moments' time. Uh, we'll hear more from Alicia Povey uh, telling us about what's left of Wickham Wanderers ladies' season, which doesn't sound I thought, like very I thought much. That was a- Possibly a clip of uh, Alex Neal going back on the coach. <laughs> and then I realised that actually, you know, it's, it's Zippy from Rainbow. That sounds like it should be a documentary by itself. A coach trip with Alex Neal. <laughs> Join it us next week. For... series on, on Channel 4. <laughs> Join us next week for a happier coach trip with Alex Neal. And then it just turns out to be the same again. Yeah. Yeah, they lose and he gets sent off and he gets a bit cross. <laughs> yeah. And he but gets joined by... He does look like you don't want to cross him, does he? Oh, completely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, particularly when they lose. <laughs> well, it seems to be happening quite a bit. It does, yes, that's true. Yes, you know, I mean, how, how are they still 14th or wherever they are? They, yeah, why, why, aren't they, why aren't they down with us somewhere? Yes, I had some good news today um, with regard to uh, Daryl Horgan, who we're a big fan of anyway. Yes, indeed. Um, so he has been called up to the Republic of Ireland uh, squad for their forthcoming World Cup qualifiers uh, against Serbia. Uh, Going to be quite tough. Uh, and Luxembourg probably should win that. Um, and then they are also playing a friendly as well um, uh, against that well-known footballing nation, uh, Qatar, uh, which is being played in Hungary uh, on the 30th of March. And he was also the player who was quizzed by the virtual mascots ahead of uh, last night's game. And Harry, who's 10, had a very interesting question to ask him. Why did you choose your shirt number? Um, I suppose I came in a bit late, so most of them were taken. I was number seven at the last couple of clubs, so I said I'd stick with a seven on it, and 17 was the closest one. What number would you like to wear? 
Um, probably number 10. Number 10, yeah. I'd be number 10 as well, I think, if I got the choice. I think Matt Bloomfield's <laughs> had that shirt for so long here, I think nobody's ever going to get it off him. That number 10 shirt will be Bloomfield still... Uh, He's 70. He'll still be playing, probably. He'll still be playing. He'll still be fit enough, anyway. Still fit enough, says Daryl Hawkins. At the age of 70, Matt Bloomfield will still be there. Yeah, we'll be interviewing him uh, in several years to come <laughs> on the Wicked Wonder show, you know, and it'll be like 70-year-old Matt Bloomfield, and he's still playing as well. Still wearing um, the number 10 shirt. Interesting that as well that they get to pick their, their squad numbers, because you always wonder how that actually works. Do, yes. Do they just get given the squad numbers? Do they get given a choice? Which I understand that. I think think for for goalkeeper, for example, if you're first choice, you're usually number one, aren't you? And then the other sort of initial first team, uh, if you like, positions, so, you know, two, three, four, usually at the back and the midfield, usually, and then you get nine, ten, eleven. And then I think after that, it's more choosy. It's, it's, it's anyone's you know. <laughs> it's like a lottery um, I was impressed with the virtual mascot saying that he wanted to be number 10 because yes. I, I sort of th- fear that the way football's going that actually you know people are going to start saying oh I want to be number 99 <laughs> exactly um, well, you know which just always seems a bit silly or 66 um, just the same yeah, numbers up there yeah, well it? exactly you know sorry but that does look silly yes um, you know uh, the, uh, the, albeit it's got the World Cup connotations so okay fair <laughs> enough but even so it still looks silly if you're running around and you've got 66 on your back and, and apart from anything else whilst playing football you don't want to look silly no, that's very true. If at all avoidable. Yes. Uh, so just backtracking slightly and going back to uh, the Barnsley game of last night, uh, Gareth was speaking to uh, Phil Catchpole afterwards. A real blood and thunder game in the Championship, that one. Barnsley, <laughs> 3-1 winners, but what a game. What a game. I honestly wish the fans had been seen that one, because uh, no matter what, you couldn't say the team were, were given less than absolutely everything you know I think there was uh, at the end of the game all the lads sort of embraced each other in a in a mark of respect you know they really did you know because everyone's grabbing each other by the throats and some tackles coming in and some real heightened emotions with what went on during the game and uh and I love that. I really do. It was almost like, you know, your rugby game where, where they've got that, that respect for each other. And at the end of the game, yeah, full-blooded, blood, sweat and tears, more than that, you know. And uh, I think we could have done with better. I, I thought the officials were, were quite poor tonight, you know. But I'm going to say that because we got a penalty against us and, and I thought they missed quite a few things. But Ishmael will probably say the same thing, and uh, and I, I've already heard he's been saying our bench was claiming for a lot. I think their bench was as well, so they'll start chucking that around in glass houses. But uh, no, re- really proud of the boys. I thought it was uh, a cracking game. Unfortunately, on the defeat, but um, we'll go against Saturday. You've mentioned the penalty. I mean, the timing of it. Oh, it was no. such a competitive first half, and then in first half stoppage time, to go and one 0 down. You, you look very angry as you went down the tunnel I've got with to, the ref. Yeah, I've got to look at the rules because I think um, touching someone's finger might now be a penalty, and that, that that's a rule I've missed. So I'll re re look at the rules and see if uh, you know touching someone's finger is uh, is a penalty. It might be. I know the ball touching someone's finger is, but um, I'm not sure how how much contact if any there was uh, but puts us 1-0 down at half time which is a real blow to the boys because they gave everything against the form team in the league these lot are in the playoffs and rightly so you know they're, they're a good side Ishmael's got them playing really well they play a fantastic high line and a combative type of football people have said to me that wow over the years we've gone direct oh my god that was that was back at us today wasn't it and, uh, and they've got Daryl Dykes up front who you know, he's a focal point for them. He's your, he's your American Akin Fenway, if you will, but in the heyday, you know, because he was sticking and, and, and twisting and, and scoring goals. He had, he had a good game. I was, I was uh, very impressed by him. But the spirit was, uh, in all 22 players, was good tonight. 
you feel let down by the penalty but the second goal was equally at a crucial time at the start of the second yeah. half that must have been a real blow yeah but even then Phil you know we get the one back and we're still in the game it's the third goal that I'm really disappointed with you know some details you know there's a long throw we, we ran out too quickly we didn't we were overloaded at the back stick for the second goal and then the third goal we get done too easy on a one on one on a cross and uh, and that happens you know and, and that's uh, that's the moments that I keep talking about um, in League 1 you get away with it in League 2 you definitely get away with it in the Championship wow you get punished and, uh, and we were punished for that tonight but couldn't be prouder like I say wake up every morning feeling fantastic because I'm so lucky to be the manager and, uh, and enjoy what I do every day um, we'll go again Saturday the lads will need a rest I'm sure there'll be a few knocks as well So, but i got a good deep squad now we're, we're doing really well and uh, looking forward to Saturday against Coventry now Barnsley pulled off what was called a, a fantastic great escape last season in the final minute of the final day they're now in the playoff positions uh, you must take inspiration from, from a team that you've played in League One as well uh, inspiration you took I text Chris Wilder in the week told him how, what an inspiration he is for me and, and, and Sean Dyche and people like that you know so yes Barnsley again Ishmael is, is, is an inspiration because he's proved that not one of the top budgets in the league by any stretch of imagination I've got to give him credit I know exactly how that feels because uh, we're right down there but um, to have his players performing the way they are uh, he's found a way to win games and uh, and he's rightly in the playoffs I wish them all the best I really do uh, it's a good club fantastic football club was in the Premier League once and uh, and hopefully they, you know I love the I love the smaller clubs doing well you know that um, and hopefully they can uh, they can go on to big things but we've got to focus now on Coventry Saturday and uh, can't wait for that Coventry a team that Wickham I don't think have ever beaten in the league Gareth so you could say that one's overdue well, my night was bad enough Phil cheers for that <laughs> <laughs> would you uh, we've never played them in the championship yeah uh, that, that's what I'll uh, well we have actually <laughs> this season but we, uh, we've never played them away in the championship at St Andrews there's loads of things that can go different there for us this season so uh, no, I'm looking forward to that one and uh, I'm sure Mark Robbins will, uh, will you know have some kind words he's a, he's a great guy uh, and again the teams that came up last year to survive in the championship I think is phenomenal Nigel Clough did it both Luton and Barnsley did it last year I still believe we can do it and, and any any of the three of us that do it Warren and Robbins I think they they deserve to be manager here never mind anyone else because it's so tough this league it really is the gulf is huge but I want to I want to put a dent in Coventry's hopes on Saturday and we'll begin everything again if Wickham are to achieve the great escape then it will involve dragging Coventry into the fight if if you lose on Saturday is, is that the dream over? Absolutely not because there will still be a, a hell of an amount of points to, to play for and, and you never know you just never know really pleased Ichi's got another goal you know he's, he's opening eyes I think Anis learnt a lot tonight you know it wasn't a game where he got the ball down and play and he's got a lot of space it was a real brutal game so again he's learned from that fantastic you know real good lessons for these players proud really proud Phil and uh, always will be you know they'll never they'll never get me down you know that so let's go against Saturday woo and you have one at St Andrews already this season yeah we have you know Dobbo took that one I was in the hospital so uh, it's a place where we've gone and we've had success hopefully the lads will be reminded of that Saturday and we can uh, we can get another win but um, let's see how things go and, uh, and I'll pick up the boys in the next couple of days without a doubt let's go against Saturday woo yeah, congratulations if you had Gareth whooping uh, in one of the interviews uh, on your Gareth bingo card. Uh, That's new, one. isn't it? We've not had that. Uh, absolutely. And particularly whooping after a, after a loss as well. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The odds must be very against that. Uh, definitely. I think that's what Cooley Woodrow was doing after he scored. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> whooping or something along those lines.
<laughs> perhaps we'll discuss Mr Woodrow next week yeah maybe we will yes <laughs> uh, or, or maybe we'll just skirt around that issue <laughs> um, yeah so, so commentary uh, from your earlier comments we're, we're, not, we're hold, not holding up much hope are we well you, you know I mean you just can't tell um, you know they, they are definitely sort of being dragged into the relegation battle um, they're currently uh, six points clear of Rotherham um, the, but of course I mean Rotherham as such now a sort of slight red herring in the relegation zone um, in that they've still only played 33 games whereas everybody else around them has either played 36 or 37 um, um, but yeah, Coventry won nine, drawn eleven, uh, lost sixteen. Um, you know, have always looked like they might just uh, sort of be pulling away from the relegation zone to only then be dragged back into it. Um, so very, very difficult to say. Um, but uh, as we sort of said last week, you do think well, you know, the, the, these three fixtures that we've played, I think you know, are, are the crucial ones, obviously, because we are now approaching the the, the final battle run in, whatever you want to call it. If we can go into that, having got, you know, six points out of nine, uh, let's not count last night because Barnsley are clearly, you know, a very good side who look destined for the playoffs. Um, but if we can go into it having beaten Coventry uh, and beaten Preston North End, well, you know, I, I do think it's it's game on. And the Easter weekend could be quite telling as well. We've got two games very close together there. Yeah, absolutely. That you know, that's definitely um, going to to certainly again decide very much as to whether or not we are in the championship next season. One of the good things I think is that actually the schedule is a bit kinder um, now after the international break. So we've only got one more um, evening game, uh, which is against Bristol City later on in April. Uh, but as you say, we do play on Good Friday and Easter Monday. But again, that you know that that's a sensible way and better way round of doing it. I think than the the old days where you used to maybe play on Easter. Saturday and then again on Easter Monday. Yes, definitely. Uh, fingers crossed for uh, a happy Easter. In, yeah, indeed. In yes. every, every sense. Uh, a little earlier on, we heard from Alicia Povey, who uh, is is one of the Wickham Wanderers ladies players, as well as helping out with the the media team. And uh, you might have heard that uh, the FA have released a statement this week. Yeah, obviously, I've but yeah, I've really been missing it. Um, it's been. I think we stopped playing in the middle of December. So. Yeah, it's been a long time and yeah, I really miss it. But yeah, so the FA released a statement on Monday with regards to the women's football pyramid. And it was what I was expecting, um, which is that the leagues have been voided again. So yeah, we won't be playing any more league fixtures, which is a, is a shame, but I think it's probably the right decision. Um, although, I mean, there's, there's obviously always controversy, so there's going to be people with different opinions, but yeah, so we will be, we'll just be in the same league again next season. But it gives us time to rebuild over summer and hopefully we'll play some friendlies and things. And it'll be interesting because although there's no promotion and relegation based on results, there is the opportunity for teams to apply based on sort of like application and set criteria. So there might be some movement between leagues, which would be interesting because obviously like in our league, we've got um, teams like Bournemouth and Money Moneysfields who are very good sides and um, have a lot of backing from the clubs. So it'd be interesting to see if they apply to move up to the Women's National League um, just based on kind of the setup behind the scenes. But yeah, a bit of a tough year, I think, for, well, tough two years really for women's football. I think even next season when... Hopefully we get back playing properly. It's going to be a bit of a funny one because there's going to be teams who potentially would have been relegated last season, for example, who are still in the league and will go out and lose by quite large margins, which isn't going to be the greatest advertisement for women's football. But um, I'll just be happy to get back playing, I think. It's been too long. (laughs) 
it'd be great if you can get some games in between now and what what will be pre-season yeah fingers crossed i mean there's some really good sides around bucks that we could potentially play obviously uh, we've got our neighbors maidenhead who play in the women's national league and um cheshire women who are just up the road um, who also play in the national league so some really good sides that we could test ourselves against and obviously that's the level that we want to get to is hopefully to to be promoted next season um based on merit rather than by application so um we'll see what happens and yeah just to i honestly don't even care who the opposition is i just want to get out on the on the field i honestly don't know if i even remember how to kick a football but (laughs) we will give it a go and hopefully um three months is probably the longest i've gone without playing football ever since i was about eight years old you must be really um, looking forward to getting back with your teammates again just sort of even just training yeah definitely obviously like i think i said last time i was on we've got a sort of team whatsapp and um we hop on zoom every now and then and have some quizzes and i have a chat it's not the same and yeah the the sort of social side of football is obviously really important um and especially like this wickham team we are really close i don't yeah i don't think i've ever been in a team where I've been so close to the other girls and I think, yeah, similar to, I mean, obviously Wickham men's have that, that similar sort of positive supportive team mentality and yeah, Wickham women have it as well. So yeah, I really miss it. And it will be, I think that first training session will be absolutely amazing. Really. Really nice to think that the, the ladies will get some, some friendly games into so that they're just playing if, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, it must be so frustrating that, you know, the the season sort of stopping, starting, the fact that they had all those FA Cup games as well, which again was really, really good, but, you know, meant that actually they didn't get many league games in, and now it's been cancelled. Yes. Yeah, must be a bit frustrating. I guess as well, there must be a kind of uh, balance as well, though, where you think, well, you know, that was to be expected, I suppose, in a way, and it's, you know, I don't like to take it for for a good cause, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, yeah, you know, you can you can understand why, I suppose, is, you know, that that's, you know, that that's what we could say about it. So, uh, we're still 12 points from safety at this point, which is We are. It's, yes. It's not the end of the world, I suppose. It, no, no, it's you know, we, we've still got enough games left. Although you did uh, start the show by using the word apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We we won't end it by using the word apocalypse. We'll end it by saying uh, thank you very much. We'll end it by saying uh, uh, Alderman rather than apocalypse and thanking David Alderman uh, who uh, emailed in uh, with some very nice comments, uh, which is very kind of him, um, uh, and saying or wondering if you intend to continue with the show. Should we uh, go back down to League One? Uh, I do hope so. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Colin's still in negotiations about his contract, apparently. <laughs> yes. Well, no, definitely. I think uh, it would be, be great to do uh, another another series, another run next uh, next week. Uh, join us next week where we'll be uh, having our international break special, if that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs>